All right, we got the regular crew here plus one. So we got Matt Samet, our editor. We got Kevin Corrigan, our digital editor. We have Lindsay Westcott, our art director. And we got Mike Mills. Um, Mike, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I guess I'm Mike, and um, I guess I'm photo editing and shooting some stuff for Climbing Magazine these days, so that's kind of where I fit into the picture, um, editing all the pretty pictures that come in the door and shooting the ones that don't. So, you did a great job on uh, the uh, the Tommy Caldwell, Alex Honnold feature in our spring issue, so great job on the editing there. Nice. A shot of um, Jim Erickson in El Dorado for our 50th anniversary. Jim wrote the gear story and Mike has these amazing um, portraits of Jim with the Bastille wearing the gear that he still has 50 years later that he would have used. Back yeah, in. that was hilarious. Yeah, Jim was Jim was a riot. So that was kind of a fun, fun one to go out and shoot with him. I think the kids next to us thought we were insane because Jim was there with a Swami belt racking up and they're like, wait, <laughs> Are you are you going up right now? We're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're from the past. We we inherited a time machine. <laughs> yeah. So how's everybody doing? Staying sane and being indoors and all of that. How's everybody getting by? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm very proud of myself because I was we were buying these family sized bags of Hershey's Kisses and I was eating like 30 or 40 of them a day, <laughs> and now I've stopped. So I don't feel very good right now, but I feel like I'm like taking a positive step in my life. Nice. Yeah. Anybody else? Anyone doing anything cool? Kevin, how's your uh, crack climbing coming on your crack machine? Uh, you know, I think I made a small improvement. Um, my friend Dakota Walls uh, also built a crack machine recently and has been running laps on it, and he's way stronger than I am. So I, I asked him for some tips, and I learned I wasn't cranking my knee far enough to the side. So before, okay. I, I was like getting my feet in, but I couldn't really get any weight off my hands. Uh, so now it feels a little better. I still can't take a hand out, fall right out of it when that happens, but <laughs> it feels a little better. What about you, Lindsay? What have you been up to? Oh, we lost Joe. No audio. Are you on mute? Maybe go to Mike till she fixes it. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Right. <laughs> I'm also just eating a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lots of beer. Um, gone through a couple boxes of wine at this point. Um, so not really training today. much. Today. <laughs> <laughs> All that has been today. Um, <laughs> No, I have like, I bought a beast maker and swapped out like an older plastic um, hangboard for it and just like haven't been super motivated to get on it, but trying to still stay strong. Yeah, I've kind of lost all motivation for climbing. I mean, it seems kind of pointless for me because I just know I'm getting weaker. So like, I kind of just want to wait for this is over and then get back to it. It's really hard to like stay motivated when you don't have a project or like a timeline or a goal it's like i there's there's we have no idea like when we can really be consistent and getting out more regularly so yeah it's just too hard i think to stay motivated yeah i i started training again on friday but then i'll keep having these like flashes of thoughts that are like what if you're just trying to like maintain your fitness 
for the next year. Yeah. Then you'll be really fit at the end of the year. You see, yeah, it seems like it's really binary. You could either be like really fit or you could just be 100% not fit. Yeah. So it's hard to exist in the middle is what it's I, for me. I was doing really good in the beginning and then there were two weeks where I did nothing. And then I started training again Friday and I feel a lot better having exercised. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah, I've been running a bunch, which is kind of the standard for me. But I mean, at least it just gets me outside, kind of gets me that outdoor fix and fresh air and take allows me to take off some pounds and stay somewhat in shape. But yeah, just waiting to get outside. So what about you, Mike? Um, a lot of no more freezer pizzas made a rule because I found that my self-control is not not anything so i can't make a freezer pizza and only eat half so <laughs> had to out outlaw those early during quarantine um beast maker and then i don't know all the dosages on repeat i don't know if that's motivating or torture so <laughs> one of the two but yeah right kind of where we're at so this summer there's a bunch of comp shoes coming out matt can you uh take the lead on this one and and maybe go through uh, the comp shoe. I know we have an upcoming review in our summer issue. Yeah. Um, you know, the idea, the issue we're working on now, which goes to press in about a couple weeks, was going to be the Olympics issue. Uh, obviously, the Olympics have been postponed, but we still have a lot of that content we got ready. Um, but the idea was we'd have a kind of look preview, not necessarily like your classic review of comp shoes. There's this whole sort of genre that's come out in the last year and even a couple years back for some other shoes um, of these softer kind of gym gym focused shoes um, and a lot of them have been specifically made for the games or sort of tie in with the games you know with the athlete teams that some of the shoe companies have um, helping design them the competitors giving feedback uh, we ended up having six shoes in the review so i'm just looking now at the at the spreadsheet there um you know they're interesting like there's a lot of commonalities between the shoes there's um they all are very flexible so you can get maximum surface area on, on volumes you know i think that's one of the one in talking to shoe designers and athletes that was one thing that was really key to them it's like yeah you can have a really good downturn precise shoe but if it doesn't bend you're going to slip off the volumes and they said the same thing about the heel too if your heels built up too much when you're going to kind of glom them onto those volumes, the, the heel will push you away and you'll you'll sort of lose that intuitive feel. So a lot of these shoes, they have like really no midsole or very small midsole, rubber, um, big, huge toe scumming patch. And then two of them actually don't really have a, an edge, like a laser cut edge. The, the bottom of the sole wraps up and becomes the rand. Um, and uh, pared down heel. You know, the, the shoes we're, we're looking at were the Solution Comp from Sportiva. No, I'm sorry. The Theory from Sportiva. We covered the Solution Comp in our, in our gear guide. Um, the Butora Acro Comp, which is the softer version of their Acro. The 510 High Angle Pro, which was going to come out this summer, but I think is now 2021, um, which is uh, you know the lighter, more streamlined version of the High Angle. Uh, the Mad Rock Vision 
um, which I'll talk a little bit more about. The Evolve X1, which has been out for some time, which is kind of a very soft downturn all-rounder. And then the Scarpa Drago, which has been out for a little bit, which is a soft downturn all-rounder. Um, you know, the, the shoes are all very interesting. Mad Rock did something. We've just seen the prototype at Outdoor Retailer, but they it's the first fully compression molded shoe. It's all one piece of rubber, and it basically looks like a, a sock. And you can insert two different midsoles into it. One is softer and one is stiffer, but it sort of just looks like this sort of lattice of sticky rubber that goes on your foot. So you can literally contact the wall with any part of your foot, which, you know, is um, really in line with kind of how the setting is in these competitions and in gyms these days, you know, where you're having to use your, your feet like hands. Um, the other thing I'll say before I shut up is just that the other interesting thing I, I learned about these shoes and talking to people too is just because they're quote unquote comp shoes doesn't mean they're just gym or uh, competition shoes at all. I think what people should look at them as, you know, what consumers and climbers should look at them as is um, high performance, soft high performance shoes that you would use bouldering, gym bouldering and on steep sport climbs. You know, like I took the solution comp out, which Sportiva is somewhat positioning as your gym bouldering shoe, and I took it out bouldering on sandstone and it was amazing. I was like, wow, this is one of the best bouldering shoes I've ever been in. So a lot of these shoes will have a lot of crossover to rock too. But anyway, I'm done talking. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone else tried any of those other shoes? I, I've been climbing in solution comps for a while now. Um, I'm a lighter climber, so I, I just don't weigh that much. So just by the nature of having a softer shoe, they work better for me. When I was talking to the guys at Sportiva, um, basically the, the comp shoes, they were as soft as they could go with still having a little bit of downturn and rigidity. So anything past that, the things kind of start to fall apart and you start getting in kind of to like a Futura last or something. But like, like Max, Matt said, um, had them out in Joe's before all this went down. They were great. Um, climbed on a lot in limestone. They seemed to work well. And then in the gym, I would say probably the best bouldering shoe I've used in a gym in a long time. And they, they really, biggest thing for me was the heel. Flipped out the heel from the old solution. That mm -hmm. was a kind of game changer. Kind of narrowed it down. Doesn't have the extra rubber kind of dampening in the back. So. And how's the durability on that? I mean, are you using it consistently or are you using it just for certain goes? Um, I kind of flip between, I usually kind of climb in two different pairs of shoes. So I usually kind of use like a, a Squama and a Solution Comp when I'm outdoors. So I would say, I don't know, 50-50 on what I use. So if I climb 30 pitches a week or something like that, 15 pitches are probably in Solution Comps and that smaller, uh, I bet, I'm guessing they're probably like three and a half mil on the sole. Little thinner, a little softer. Excess yeah. grip too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so honestly, they seem kind of kind of hold up. I mean, I'm not climbing tons of gnarly rock with them, um, so they're not getting chewed up. And I like to think my footwear foot placements are pretty good, so maybe not that. Um, now, if you're in a gym, maybe it would work a little bit better. Maybe they'll last a little longer. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, certainly not like. At TC Pro durability wise, but I mean, they're not like disintegrate. Sure. Right there. And Matt, what's the price point look like on these shoes? Uh, is it a premium price point? Yeah, they're like medium premium up to high premium. I mean, 
I don't think any of them clocked in. Hold on. Under okay. 150. Yeah, they all seem pretty similar to like what a typical rock shoe would cost for any of these manufacturers. Like the Evolve one, I think, is at 145. So okay. that's the lowest priced one. And yeah, then up to like 180 or something. 190 for Sportiva's Theory. Yeah. Yeah, the Theory, we haven't, I know they just got some in from Italy. Obviously, like shoe manufacturer was delayed there because the pandemic hit them about a month before us. And so they had shuttered. Uh, their factories, but I know that some have just landed here in the U.S., so hopefully we test the theory soon, but it, it looks pretty cool. Nice. All right. Well, um, if we don't have anything else, we can move on to Guess That Gram, everybody's favorite game. Guess That Gram. Mike, have you heard Guess That Gram before? Do you know how it's played? No, first time. Okay, well, it's real easy. So basically, there's five regular questions. Um, basically, I'm reading off Instagram captions. Um, at the end, um, I'll give everybody uh, three choices to pick from, and you guess who you think it, uh, it was. Um, if you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, it's just zero. There is an ability to guess beforehand, before I give you the three choices, um, and you have to write it down on your piece of paper. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then at the end, after the five rounds, if there's a tie, there's a bonus question, and that bonus question's worth three. Um, oh, and I forgot to tell you, if you do the write-in, you get three points. However, if you do the write-in and get it wrong, it's negative a point. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how it goes. It's pretty loosey-goosey, so if you have questions, there's a game. Keep track of your own points, too, because... Sometimes I'm a little off. I have a spreadsheet. Yeah, don't rely on Kevin Riley to like actually be fair and accurate with his reporting on the points. Or just don't rely on me on anything. Just don't anything. rely on me in general. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're going to go for the first round here. Okay. Life right now. But replace the wagon with a couch. And in the other hand is a cupcake. Hope your home workouts are going well, but if not, give yourself some grace. For many like me, this situation is not ideal for training. You will probably get weaker. That's been really hard to accept, but we are all in the same boat and we'll get through it together. Well, 10 feet apart. I'm Anybody gonna, want to write in? I'm gonna write in. This is probably okay. bad that I'm doing this, but I put okay, Instagram I'm back on because I beat this video game. So I've looked at Instagram again. <laughs> I just beat I'm my video playing. game. What's that? I just beat my video game. There you go. Okay, so it doesn't sound like we have any other write-ins. So the options are Daniel Woods, Paul Robinson, or Matt Fultz. Oh crap. I'm so far off mark. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, so Matt's Matt's negative one. I think we know that. Yeah, that's yep. Kevin Corrigan, who are you guessing? Uh Matt Fultz. Okay. Lindsay? 
Paul Robinson. Okay. And Mike. I'm going to go with Paul, too. All right. That one came from Matt Fultz. All right. Sam, who did you write in? Nina Williams. I thought it sounded like something Nina would write. I was going to say the same thing. I almost wrote in for that. <laughs> yeah, see, it was, that was a tricky one. Yeah, Nina's usually got the same sort of optimistic, like, upbeat vibe. And, uh. Okay, qu question number two. At the beginning of lockdown, I tried to become a runner. Since it's not healthy to lie, lie to yourself, I quickly tabled that goal. So at the beginning of lockdown, I tried to become a runner. Since it's not healthy to lie to yourself, I quickly tabled that goal. Any write-ins? No write-ins. Okay, so the options are Anna Davey, Paige Clawson, or Kyra Condi. Oh. Oh, man. Mike, you got yours? Uh, maybe. I'm going to go with Kyra. Okay. What about you, Lindsay? I'm going to go with Paige. Okay. Kevin Corrigan? Paige. Matt Samet? Paige Clawson. You guys were correct. It was Paige Clawson. All right. All right. I thought Paige was a runner, so, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got Kevin Corrigan ahead at two. Lindsay's got a point. Matt's at zero, and Mike's at zero. Matt should be at negative one. No, he got he one. He's got one. Plus one, oh, minus one. Sorry. Yeah, All right. Don't be stealing my only point, Lindsay. Sorry, <laughs> That's all I have. That's all I have in this uncertain times. All right. Number three. This one's a little longer, so be attentive. I've been feeling pretty bummed out lately, which makes me feel kind of guilty considering how lucky we are. We could have it much worse. Generally, with most things I try and have a really positive outlook on as much as I can, but lately I found myself procrastinating on stuff and binge watching old series instead of feeling like I should be doing something proactive. Yoga, learning something new, going for a walk, baking banana bread like everyone else, etc. I'm having a conflict between this is a pandemic, you don't need to do anything except keep yourself, friends and family healthy, and get off your butt. You don't wanna feel as though you've wasted time. Ultimately, I know that the former is more important, but it's easy to feel down about it. Just a bit of a word dump for everyone else who might be feeling similar. All right, any write-ins on this one? No, no write-ins. Okay. So the options are Eleanor Lister, Ethan Pringle, or April Davidson. Eleanor Lister, Ethan Pringle, or April Davidson. Okay. So we'll start with you, Sam. I wrote Ethan Pringle. Okay. Kevin? Going Pringle. Lindsay? I also said Ethan. All right. <laughs> Mike? Pringle. Gosh, you guys are all wrong. It was oh. Lister, the UK climber and photographer. 
Oh, no. All right. I don't follow her, I don't think. But that needs to change, obviously. Yeah, it definitely needs to change. Yeah. Eleanor Lister, you said? Yeah. Okay. I need to step up my Instagram hours a day. I'm going exactly. to play this again. Put your time in, or you, you get skunked, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, number four. It's hard to believe that we've been in lockdown for over a month now. As a climber, it's definitely been a challenging transition. But like most everyone else, I've been trying hard to stay motivated and keep up my fitness at home. Swipe, swipe through for a little sneak peek at my home training routine. Recently, it's included a lot of suburban sport climbing, low-altitude alpine climbing, and even some backyard bike packing to improve my endurance. As you can see, I've also been hard at work constructing a new home bouldering wall. You can always count on building something to give you a great workout. Any write-ins on this one? No write-ins. Okay, so the options are Lena Drapella, Katie Joe Myers, or James Pearson. Lena Drapella, the UK climber and photographer. What's with all these UK people? I feel like in the past and I keep doing the same people. Uh, he's just like finding his obscure They're not obscure. <laughs> most of these people have over 10,000 followers. Most of them yeah, are in people. the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, mate. Okay, okay. Right on. Okay, Mike, who do you think? Pearson. Okay. Lindsay? I don't remember their names. Write me down for the second. <laughs> Katie Joe Myers or James Pearson? Katie Joe. Let's go. What about you, Corrigan? Uh, I'm going to go with the person I've heard of, James Pearson. <laughs> what about you, Sam? That same as Kevin. I, I only know one of those names, so I will say that name. All Kate. right. Well, so. it was Katie Jo Myers, who's an Evolve athlete. I believe she lives in Los Angeles. Um, okay, so we got a tie here. Kevin Corrigan, Lindsay Westcott tied it to Matt and Mike both have goose eggs. Sorry, guys. No, I have minus two. What? You don't get negative for you only get negative for. Oh, right. I see. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm just being extra hard on myself. <laughs> okay. Last one. The world is it. The world is in such a hectic place. I haven't had much room in my head to think about climbing and my finger, but this is the first climb with a proper crimp I've done since the injury. Yeah, for that. We're in a bit of a limbo out here, unsure what the future holds. What can we do? Feeling run down. I find hope in the care we've societally put forward. This is just a scary time of uncertainty for many. Ultimately, I'm grateful to have a moment to step back and look at what really matters in life. There was a hint in there. Is anyone writing in? This person has a finger, that's the hint. <laughs> finger injury he possesses at least one finger yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay no right in so the options are molly mitchell lizzie ellison 
or Julie Allison? Can we just say Allison and Hedra Betts? Yeah. <laughs> just kind of slur the first word. Okay, Sam, we're going to start with you. Julie Ellison. Okay. Because I saw Lizzie Ellison had a video of them training on their backyard wall and her finger didn't look injured. So. <laughs> what about you, Corrigan? I think Molly Mitchell. Lindsay? I'm going to go with Julie Ellison. Okay. Mike? I'm going to go with Mitchell. Okay, you guys were all wrong. It was Lizzie Ellison. Oh. Fooled you all with the Julie Ellison in there. You guys had no idea who to pick. I know. That was, that was a okay, so um, we got a bonus question. It's worth three points. Um, this one we'll just keep for Kevin, uh, for Corrigan and Westcott here. Though uh, Mike and Matt definitely um, write someone in in case, just for fun. You say we're so bad that you don't want to hear our answers? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys aren't tied for first, but yeah, you are very bad. We could, maybe one of us could pull ahead of last. Maybe you could, maybe you could. Yeah, why don't we just all do it then? Okay. Okay, so the bonus question is, sitting at my laptop writing about my recent brain bleed, I'm drinking tea, nursing a beer, and sipping water. Almost dying makes you thirsty. Can I write in? Yeah, everyone's a write-in at this point. Oh. No options. Sitting at my laptop, writing about my recent brain bleed, I'm drinking tea, nursing a beer, and sipping water. Almost dying makes you thirsty. Okay. Everyone got their answer? I have <laughs> no idea. Okay, we're going to start with you, Lindsay. I, I'm... <laughs> I just don't have anything to offer. I don't know. I have no response. Okay, well, you got the goose egg. What about you, Corrigan? Uh, it's got to be Timmy O'Neill. Sam it? Timmy O'Neill. Okay, Mike? I wouldn't have known any of that, so I'm Okay. <laughs> All right, well, Corrigan wins. That it definitely was Timmy yeah. O'Neill. Um. So Corrigan was wins with five points. Samit, runner up with three points. Oh, at the end. Wow. And Mike, you need to spend a lot more time on Instagram. <laughs> zero, bro. You know, beast maker. I mean, maybe I should lay off the hangboard and get get onto the the phone here. You should be doing one arm hangs, and then you can swipe the phone with the other. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's Guess Your Gram. Um, next up, uh, we got our news. Uh, Kevin, you want to take the lead on that? Yes, yeah, so uh, we've just started to see climbing gyms reopening in the country. Uh, Georgia is the first state to allow fitness centers to do so, among other businesses. And Treadstone Columbus Climbing Gym opened their doors again on April 24th uh, with some restrictions or yeah, restrictions and, and measures in place. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird, puts a, I think puts everyone in a weird place uh, because the experts are saying that it's not time for this to happen yet. Some of the gyms in Georgia 
are stating that they're not going to reopen yet, while some of the others are jumping at the chance. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What's everyone think? Would Would you go back to the gym now if there were gyms open here? Did you see the video of Treadstone? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know uh, about like it doesn't there's much social distancing there's not that many people in the gym it's a fairly small gym it, no one's wearing a mask nobody's like, wearing masks everyone's some people aren't standing that far apart um and they make you walk through some uh bleachy water with your shoes as you come in and wash your shoes and sanitize your hands but other than that um that seems about it I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like, yeah, if you want to go to a gym, have at it at this point, you know, that's no more dangerous than I would say going to a grocery store. Personally, I don't want to go. Like, I'm I'm not really all psyched on going to a gym and taking that risk to go climbing indoors. But that's me. You know, it feels like as other stores are going to open up and restaurants and bars, you know, like I think we're getting to that place soon here in Colorado. Like why shouldn't a climbing gym be open? Um, I think the important thing is just um, everybody having good social distancing. Um, so that's my personal feeling. It, it doesn't upset me. I'm not you know, like upset at people going to gyms, but I, I don't want to do it myself at this point. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I live alone and it's just me that I have to worry about and I don't interact with people, maybe I'd be more inclined to go. If I, for some reason had like my 80 year old grandmother living with me, probably wouldn't want to go to the gym. Um, I think it's, it's hard to say, it's hard to judge people for what they do or don't want to do it these days. I mean, it's all kind of weighing down and for a lot of us, climbing is really important. Obviously, there's more important things than climbing, but really hard to say these days. I mean, at some point, things will have to open up. So, and unless there's a cure, um, I think we'll we're going to keep encountering this kind of situation. So, I guess let Georgia figure it out first. Yeah, <laughs> let's see what happens, and then yeah. Yeah, and I think that's like kind of the strategy to go with is to take small steps. Um, it was kind of nice to see some of the other gyms in Georgia are not opening. So to kind of have some of those smaller gyms open and to kind of just evaluate afterwards and see, you know, if they are seeing an increase of coronavirus or not. You know, I think that's what we kind of need to do because um, we just don't know. Um, you know, it would also be interesting as... Uh, local climbing communities open up their outdoor crags as well um, and how that will look. You know, are we going to have more uh, suggested regulations of like, hey, you shouldn't be climbing in groups more than two um, and there shouldn't be, uh, you know, more than four groups at a, at a crag or whatnot, you know, like how or what will it look like when we go back outside as well? Because, you know, that there's not like, a, you know, an, an owner or a manager to uh, kind of regulate the social distancing. It's kind of upon ourselves to do that. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, around here near Boulder, the crags aren't actually closed. Uh, people are being advised not to climb, but it's there's no rule against it. 
Yeah, there's no rule, but you know, there is that advisory to not climb outside. Um, and at some point, you know, that will get lifted as well. I'm pretty sure it was like in Ontario, the local climbing organization put out uh, best practices for climbing outside as they reopen. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, are you supposed to sanitize your hands between every climb? Are you supposed to sanitize your gear after every outing? You know, I've seen a lot of news on like what gyms are open, what gyms are closed and stuff like that. But I haven't seen many best practices for getting back into the gyms or best practices for getting outside. Um, so that's one thing I'm kind of looking for. Um, and just kind of wondering what it's going to look like. Yeah, I think at this point for me, uh, there just keeps being more and more news stories about further risks from the virus, uh, both in terms of long-term health risks. And there was an article last week talking about how there's been a large spike in strokes among people in their 30s and 40s after contracting the virus. Mm. And I don't want to have a stroke. <laughs> So I'm not going to go to the gym. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let other people figure that out. I mean, it seems like one thing, if some best practices come out, it could do is actually get people to do stuff that they probably should have been doing anyway. I mean, I hate to say it. I hate to be the cranky old bastard, but that's basically what I am. But like, if you're climbing in more than a group or two, you're kind of ruining it for other people anyway. If you show up at the crag, <laughs> 10 people, like you're screwing up the experience. You're loud. You're taking over. Like, and you see that a lot around here because we're in this big urban area and people come straight out of gyms. But maybe that would actually get people to kind of return to what climbing has always been, which is like you and your partner going climbing. You know, like these stereos and these groups and these hammocks and all that crap. Like maybe social distancing will get people to pull their head out of their ass a little bit. I don't know. Maybe not. But I mean, and at the gym, I mean, I think at the gym, it's perfectly practicable at off hours, but yeah, you worry about peak hours like at 2.30, I'm sorry, at 5.30 p.m. on like a Tuesday or Thursday when everyone's trying to get their after work workout or gym's going to be able to enforce it in such a way that they can still get all their members in, but still have people be safe. I mean, it almost seems impossible. I mean, maybe it's just, it'll be self-selecting, you know, at a certain point, if the gyms are restricted to X amount of people, there's going to be attrition from people who, for whom climbing was basically like a side, a side hobby. So it might filter out all but the lifers too. This is all my wishful thinking. <laughs> I, was like, I have a much more pessimistic view. I think that climbing has always been counterculture. And I think that as soon as you start telling climbers what to do, they're going to rebel. So I think it's up to everyone to just do what's best for themselves and their own values in this period of time like some people are definitely still climbing and they're comfortable with that like that's you know that's fine like that's their value and I'm not going to judge them for that or expect them to change their behavior um it's just like what I can do to you know keep myself healthy and to yeah like I think we're all just responsible for ourselves at this point mm -hmm. yeah Maybe. I think sorry go ahead Oh, uh, I mean, uh, I think one of the interesting things with all this talk about uh, Colorado started to talk about reopening and it's because they've 
brought the load of the virus down to a level that the healthcare system can manage. And they're just trying to keep it at that level. So the hospitals aren't overwhelmed. That doesn't still doesn't mean the people that get the virus are going to have good outcomes. There's still not a treatment for it. Um, so I don't know. I feel like the new measures are not in the best interest of individuals, but like maybe necessary to keep the economy moving a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like at this point, as far as climbing, it seems like the safest way to go climbing is to find a sunny crag because as they get more and more information, it seems like UV light kills the coronavirus fairly quickly. So if you are going to be climbing, you know, trying to stay somewhere where it's sunny and um, at least the surfaces should be um, somewhat cleared of coronavirus. Um, so just kind of personally thinking for myself as restrictions get lifted, I think that's probably where I'll be starting uh, climbing is at sunny crags. So from now through August, we just climb in the direct sun. It just gets hotter yeah. and hotter and hotter. We're like, oh, <laughs> at least there's no coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch out in August. Yeah. You gotta watch out for pockets. That's how it gets you. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the back. Yeah, the sun might not go in there. So you hear that? Don't go to Lander, everyone. <laughs> Stay away. Stay away. Oh, yep. okay. Leave Mike up there by himself, top rope soloing, whatever. <laughs> But oh yeah, just hanging out, me and the rattlesnakes, dead summer. So, yeah. and the coronavirus in the pockets. We'll carry a little spray bottle of bleach. It'll it'll be like chalking up. This is a bit off topic, but has anybody heard of any pro climbers that have had coronavirus? No. No. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because I haven't really heard of anybody within my climbing circles who have gotten it. Um, so I wonder if we're just a bit more asymptomatic because we're in shape and, you know, I don't know why, but it, you know, I've plenty of friends who have had it, but not any of my climbing friends. Yeah. I mean, climbers were still gathering in gyms, like really right up until the last minute on the closures. I mean, I stopped going to gyms about a week before they closed, but you would think that if it was highly transmissible for a population, that would have been the time that it took off like wildfire. But who knows how many, yeah, I mean, without widespread testing, we just don't know. Who knows? For all we know, we've all had it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Climbing gym's probably like a breeding ground for it. Or, I mean, we all have the white lung anyway, inhaling chalk for so many years. Maybe it's just the standard course for us. Maybe chalk neutralizes the coronavirus. It, it clogs like, your lungs so the coronavirus can't get in. Maybe that's something like Donald Trump would say. Yeah, everyone do not go out and inhale chalk. This <laughs> <laughs> is not medical advice. Don't do it. And this is how we all turn into a meme. Great. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, I think that's the uh, conclusion of our round table. Thank you all. And thank you, Mike, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for uh, having this, me. This episode and um, be safe out there. Ciao. Yeah. See you guys. Bye.